0: You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier and I'm here today with Tina Bean from Kickfire. How are you today, Tina?
1: I'm fantastic. Thank you.
0: Great, great, great. So Tina, I'm very excited to have you today because we are about to speak about a topic that is really close to my heart. I'm hearing a lot about it at the moment, so I can't wait to, uh, to pick your brain up on it. But it's about mm-hmm. the importance of sales and marketing alignment in an account-based marketing plan. But before we go into that conversation, I am very interested for you to tell us more about not only yourself, but also your role at Kickfire and what does Kickfire does as an organization, please.
1: Sure, yeah, I'm happy to. Well, first of all, I'm so happy to be here because this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart as well. I am one of the founders of Kickfire. So we have two platforms at Kickfire. The first one's a software as a service platform and that identifies companies in the market to buy products or services. Really, any company that sells to other companies would benefit from using our product. The typical persona of that product, the buyer, is the head of marketing and also the head of sales. It benefits both because they both want to remain in alignment about who the companies are that are displaying those high value actions. They also want to understand companies showing buying intent and engagement on the website, validating did those companies we're looking at come to the website. We also have a a data-as-a-service platform, which operates off the same core intelligence, and that is IP address intelligence. It allows other companies to make requests of our database, to call our database, to translate IP addresses to power their processes. And so the typical buyer for that product is the head of product, and the data-as-a-service usually powers their application. So there are a lot of far-reaching capabilities within this product. The type of company that would benefit from it is any company that sits inside of the account-based marketing spectrum. The data-as-a-service platform is used by companies that do targeted display, website content, personalization, predictive intelligence, form enrichment, intent, and so much more. Now, to transition a bit about myself... I am in charge of sales here at Kickfire and also strategic partnership. And so over the years, I started from being the only person in sales for the first four years of our company's existence to growing a sales team, which consisted of about 20 if you add SDRs and AEs. And so we have also transitioned over time, similar to how the product has. We have... Begun to work through that account based marketing approach and found tremendous success. So, we can really speak to what our individual users are doing because it's what we're doing and finding success through. As an individual myself, I like to stay on the front line, I like to talk with customers, I still form the strategic partnerships from the beginning to the end, and I maintain the relationships. My job is primarily top-line revenue, anything that focuses around top-line revenue and anything that focuses on the strategy of the product and how we fit in the market. So it's very common that I would come to our CTO and our development team with new product ideas that then come to market, and I have been in charge solely for our go-to-market plans for not only our analytics platform, which came to market before Google Analytics, which was SAS before SAS was an acronym, and brought that to market successfully. And then also, then when our data as a service marketplace came out, we uh, additionally then had to establish that go-to-market plan. And I was in charge of that and in charge of Bringing that product to market, establishing the value, understanding who our buyer was, and then really transitioning the rest of the team into that salesperson that could work in that different data as a service world. And so I touch a lot of different avenues here at the company, but I'm very passionate about everything that I do.
0: Well, that's wonderful, Tina. Thank you very much for that. So mm-hmm. ABM or account based marketing seems to be a a bit of a buzzword at the moment. We're Mm -hmm. hearing lots of people talking about it. We're hearing lots of people telling us that they are doing account-based marketing, but then when we look at what they are doing, it's a smarter type of marketing, but still not account-based really from our perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. And and obviously the conversation today is about the importance of sales and marketing alignment in in that account-based strategy. To be completely honest with you, I don't know if I'm sitting comfortable with just account-based marketing as as a definition of the process. We we tend to call it account-based everything because we believe that the, the sales element of an ABM strategy is extremely important. Getting this feedback from the field, having your sales people, your 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 sales reps or your sales, your account manager, if you will, being able to bring you back feedback in order mm-hmm. to accelerate, in order to fine tune, in order to better your ABM approach for, from our perspective is very, very, very important and, and and the only way to make it very successful. So I'm very interested, Tina, to understand your thought on that.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sales and marketing alignment, I think, is actually even easier with the account-based marketing approach when you have tools that speak to both mindsets. And so when we talk about account-based marketing, it traditionally starts with the strategy of identifying key accounts. And that is a collaborative effort between uh, sales and marketing. It's important to get the salespeople's buy-off on what is a good account. Then to create that marketing approach. Traditionally, it can be in the form of a marketing automation drip campaign. It can be targeted display. It can be anything around understanding intent data, all going into the identification of that account. Are they engaging? So really, the most important thing if we talk about KPIs with account-based marketing is engagement, engagement, engagement. Mm-hmm. And that engagement can come in the form of, of course, um, activity on the website or in the broader Internet of the whole. KIGFIRE understands through its listening agent, our live leads platform, our software as a service platform, we can understand all types of engagements to the website. And the good news is we can segment that engagement, engagement that came through a marketing automation campaign or through pay-per-click or any type of a retargeting or campaign that could be out there. So the beautiful part of the web is it's trackable. Every action can be recorded and traced and that then indicates engagement. and. Spikes in engagement or surges in engagement could indicate buying intent. That's really where the handoff from marketing to sales takes place. Mm-hmm. Then within that, it's up to the prowess of the salesperson and their approach into the buying center of the company to then take that through to the close. Now, there are multiple messages that marketing can create as buyers get into different stages of the sales process. As they go deeper down the funnel, content can be syndicated that can speak to their different sections of the buying journey. And so what you're trying to do is foster additional engagement, keep the buyer interested from the marketing point of view by sending different pieces of information. And then meanwhile, the sales team is working through that process As well, in trying to create that value prop, construct the right solution, and then work towards that sale. So, I see a tandem process happening. I see, first of all, the joint effort of sales and marketing to create that target list. Then, you take a parallel approach marketing, creating the content to get the buyer to the website, and then to Create different content messages as they flow through their journey, their buying journey. all the while sales then in contact with the buying centers within the company. and we know through the series decisions waterfall that was recently released that it's very typical that there would be multiple decision makers in that buying uh, committee on it within the company. As that buying committee is working through the process with the salesperson, they are getting also that messaging from marketing. And that should align all the way through the sales cycle to the close.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's uh, that's a very thorough approach. I, I, I think you covered actually everything that we do have or we do suggest in our process. That's, that's a very thorough, very clear way to put it together. So thank you very much, Tina, for that.
1: Oh, sure. And I should just mention, if I could, you know, there are additional tools, of course, that can be added and inserted into the marketing stack. And all of those tools, you know, whether it's predictive at the top or whether it's a solution in the middle that's really doing uh, attribution. But really, the most important thing is to get those eyes and ears into the website to understand engagement. And of course, everything's sitting in that CRM.
0: Well, absolutely, it's about it's about it's about joining the dots. I guess in a way, it's about it's about making sense of information and any indication that you could have from a different channel, from from one channel to another, trying mm-hmm. to put them together, trying to make sense of it, and then communicating internally to make sure that that information is shared with the right individual. So, is a marketing or sales, but giving that information to empower people's conversation with the prospect at the end of the day and and make that conversation more and more targeted. So but that's wonderful. Thank you very much Tina for that. We yeah. we also had conversation around ABM at scale. So how do you scale up your ABM process? And and I think it's becoming obvious that ABM at scale can't be done without the support of a good technology tool or or a good technology stack, because it could be a stack of tools working together, of course. That's Um, right. How can a company make sure that they choose the right tech stack to support their ABM campaign without having to manage too many providers or getting lost in their campaigns?
1: Well, that's a good question that relates to the size, the relative size of the company you're talking about. Because if we have a large enterprise, you're going to be talking about predictive companies that are going to be deploying AI, right? So artificial intelligence to then choose that next best customer or the next best company they should be going after. And that's all based on algorithms that are fed through onboarded CRM data or continually updated and fed through real-time information. So mm-hmm. I can speak particularly to a predictive company that's using our technology to identify in real time the companies that are engaging on their customers websites, who are the companies, what is their intent journey look like, what is their journey through the website look like? And what kind of a company are there? What's their industry? What's their revenue? What's their number of employees so that they can understand relative size? They're taking that data and then feeding it back into their predictive modeling in real time to then produce lookalikes who could also be like this to expand that footprint of the target audience. Now, typically, then they would deploy a methodology from there, could be targeted display to try to go after them, could be a nurture campaign, could be a content syndication company, anything like Integrate or Lookbook, who is now Pathfactory, to be able to go and customize content at whatever part of their journey and whatever industry specific information they need. So, there are certainly companies that can work towards that automation. One in particular that I like is IDEO Platform, and they use our technology. One thing I like very much about them is they have the ability to recommend next best content recommendations based on what they call topic clouds or, or topics of information that this user has consumed previously as they journey throughout the Internet. And so that has the ability to suggest recommended content, not only content, but also recommended emails for a salesperson. So that then enables ABM at scale, right? It takes AI, it takes machine learning to understand habits, and then it takes the artificial intelligence then to put together other possible candidates or companies. Now, when we talk about mid-sized companies, we're going to be thinking differently because oftentimes they're not going to have a seven-figure budget uh, to deploy those platforms that I was previously talking about. They're going to be looking at a tech stack that would include marketing automation, right, to get that inbound lead. They're going to be looking at a analytics tool, like ours, to identify the companies telling them who is on the website and about their journey. So understanding and identifying the anonymous companies coming to the website to then broaden their footprint. And then they're going to be looking at other tools uh, through CRM and possibly other look-alike data through some data modeling, right? If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, then must be our next possible customer, right, if it fits all of this information. Now, the part I want to point out that so many companies miss is that it's important that you have the continuity of the same data provider up and down the data stack. And when I'm talking about data provider, I mean if you're doing IP intelligence, if you're resolving IPs across any of your platforms, Then you want to have the same provider, or it's possible you could lose attribution. And what I mean by that is if at the top of the stack, let's take, let's start at predictive, if at the top of the stack you are using a company, if you're using, for example, Kickfire to resolve IPs, to identify IP, the companies coming that are displaying those high value actions. And as you move down the stack, you are using other companies. For example, we work with intent companies too. You're continuing that journey down the stack into then that website analyzation and also content syndication and B2B targeted display. As long as each of those vendors are translating the IPs to companies, the same continuously down the stack, you will continue to call that IP the same company. And because Kickfire has the highest IP to company match rate in the industry, you will see more companies and you will continue to see that IP address be called the same company all the way through the buyer's journey. That way, if a predictive company at the top of the stack has identified Apple Computer, for example, you want to be sure that at every step in the journey, you're seeing that same visitor as Apple Computer because if suddenly we're calling them Comcast, you would not have the knowledge that they made it down through the next part of your cycle or the next technology in your stack. And so very important when we're at trade shows and companies come up to us and say, you know, we're using Kickfire on our website, we're using them with our content syndication company. Now I need a predictive vendor, who do I choose? Now I need a B2B, I need a DSP that will advertise by IP. Who do I choose that uses Kickfire? And so it's very important that they continue up and down the stack with best in class IP intelligence and they have that continuous flow. And because we have such a stronghold in the marketplace and because we are the industry standard, we have that ability to just be everywhere.
0: That's wonderful. Well thank you. Thank you very much for that, Tina. That's a lot of information. That's also very quite insightful about what you do at, at Kickfire. Uh, but I think it's, it's it's useful to be that sorrow in explaining how things work because again, this is not a simple process. And I like the fact that you are mentioning tools such as artificial intelligence and um mm-hmm. you know how the stack can work together because often we've got we've got one solution and and, and I do believe that solution in isolation can't really do much, you know. You would limit imitate yourself if you just was use one 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 type of solution. I've mm-hmm. got a final question for you, and that final question is 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 worth I'm, I'm hearing the the widest range of answers. So I'd like to, you know, from your experience, the, all those years that you've you spent at leading the sales team, leading the top line at Kickfire, I would expect that you've got a a good feel for it. But that question is around the main KPIs that that you see. Uh, as being required to be measured in, in order to assess the success of an ABM campaign?
1: You know, it is simply engagement, engagement, engagement. And that engagement can come on the individual company's website or it can come through content consumption on the broader Internet as a whole. And so that's where we get into the intent vertical of the industry. And that is companies that offer intent have the ability to identify when a company is consuming content on a B2B publisher website. So, Mm -hmm. for example, if you sell a, a very targeted B2B product or service and there are companies engaging, consuming multiple pieces of content around this uh, with indicating that they could be in a uh, beginning a buying cycle, that's really where you want to begin, right? You want to begin with predictive is great. Predictive relies, uh, traditional old school predictive relies on what happened in the past, right? That onboarded CRM data. The predictive companies that are succeeding now are the ones that also have that real-time feed into the website and they join intent data. So really getting their fingers on the pulse of engagement. Are companies engaging? Are multiple decision makers within that company engaging? What kind of content are they engaging in? With that in mind then, targeting that Journey and that experience towards exactly what that company is looking for and the type of content. So, really, engagement is the best KPI that I can see as I look to the market.
0: Okay, very good, very good. Do you have a Do you have a way to measure that? Do you, do you suggest?
1: Sure, absolutely. <laughs> that's what we do (laughs) so yes absolutely you you definitely you definitely need to get a tag on your website if you don't an intelligent tag that translates anonymous visitors to companies because you need to know who's engaging and you need to understand then based on for example we have what we call a watch list report that can identify relative Mm -hmm. engagement in a period over period time frame for example From this month to last month, is there a surge in activity? If so, then we surmise this could be a buying um, engagement or a buying interest. Is there potentially a, a decline in activity? And then you might have a different issue. For example, if they're a current customer, you could have a retention problem. And so engagement, especially over high value pieces of website property, are particularly important and real time is everything we don't need a report from two weeks ago that's old we need a report today and we need it in real time if possible and to me um, real time is within a tenth of a second to other companies real time means something different but real time is at the point of engagement and that's what we offer
0: okay that's wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Tina. That's, uh, again, very insightful. And I guess one of the questions that I always ask to any of our guests is, how can we get in touch with you? How can our audience reach you, Tina, to discuss any of the topics that we we cover today or any of the details that we cover today or even engage with you to understand how Kickfire could support them and their business to grow?
1: Oh, you bet. If you want to speak with me personally, it's Tina, T-I-N-A, at kickfire.com. Or you can go to cakefire.com and submit a form if you have general interest in the technology and would like someone from our sales team to reach out. I'm always happy to engage and hopefully we can work together in the near future.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Tina. It was great having you on the show today. So I hope we're going to have the opportunity to get together again and carry on those conversations.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate your interest. I appreciate you calling me. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net.
0: You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.